Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome, mummers. Today's interview came about after I watched a heartbreaking 60 Minutes program here in Australia a few months ago. Perhaps some of you saw it. It was about drink driving and mothers in particular and the high rate of the women in our country who are using alcohol to get through our enormously challenging lives at times. One of the things I'm really passionate about talking about is the pressure that is on our generation of women. Now I know each generation of women have had their own challenges, but for our generation in particular, the women who are trying to juggle motherhood and relationships and careers and society's expectations, there is a lot on our shoulders. And what I really want us to talk about in this podcast is how we handle that what we say yes to, what we say no to, and how we can move through this time in our life with more ease and grace and joy. I know after speaking to so many of you over the years that alcohol can be a big way of dealing with the struggles and challenges of our current life. But whether alcohol is the way that you wind down after a tough day or it's food or it's social media, or it's something else in your life that is niggling at you, that it is not keeping you healthy and happy, this podcast episode is for you. After watching a very moving and heartbreaking 60 Minutes episode a few months ago about the rate of women and mothers in particular using alcohol as a way to cope, I really wanted to do something about this. One of the women in that story was Talitha Cummins. Talitha is a former Channel 7 reporter and presenter, a media personality, and a mama to a little boy with another one on the way. But most importantly for our conversation today, she is the woman who has bravely stood up and said that the pressure to do all and be all led her to a very unhealthy relationship with alcohol. And she wants to share that story with all of us. I absolutely loved speaking to her. And her insights and courage on this topic are so important. I hope that you get as much out of it as I did. This is the Happy Mama Movement with your host, Amy Taylor-Kabaz, author, mama to three, and editor of the Happy Mama magazine. In my mamahood journey, I have gone from an overachieving, addicted-to-busyness superwoman to finally slowing down, simplifying, and realizing that being a mama is the greatest self-development teacher in the world. 
And after more than 15 years covering breaking news, I've swapped current affairs to inspiration and now bring you the best I can find every week to help us feel more connected as women as we raise our families. Because when we come together, amazing things happen. So welcome to the movement. Many of you may have seen an episode of 60 Minutes a few months ago. It was about alcohol and women in Australia. And in particular, they spoke a lot about mothers, mothers who are finding the pressure of all that is required of us every single day is making them drink more and earlier in the day. In fact, I remember there was a statistic in the story about the number of mothers that were getting picked up for drink driving at school pickup time. And it totally broke my heart because after talking to mummers for many, many years now, I know that breaking point that many of us feel we're at. One of the women that spoke in this story very bravely was Talitha Cummins. You may recognise her from her career in the media, on Channel 7 and on many of our TV screens over the years. But in this story, she bravely shared how the pressure on her to be all and do all ended up creating quite a unhealthy relationship with alcohol. So when I reached out to Talitha to ask her to come in, she came into the studio to have a chat with me today and I'm so happy you're here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Nice to see you. So let's talk specifically about that story Mm -hmm. first. When I reached out to you and emailed you and said this really resonated with me and I wanted to speak to you, you replied with almost straight away, with um, a response that said, I think we have equality in some areas of our life, but we still don't have it at home. And this is what's really resonating with people. Yes. Talk to me about what's happening, you yes. think, with women in Australia. Out of all of the emails I received after appearing uh, on 60 Minutes that night, the standout point was the fact that I talked about women, we are doing everything. You know, we're going to work, we're getting the kids to school or to kindy, uh, we're making the lunches, we're cleaning the house, we're controlling the household, we're, you know, getting home from work and replying to emails that we haven't responded to, we're trying to arrange a social life. We've got a huge workload on our shoulders. Um, the statistics show that women in between between the ages of 35 to 55, uh, drinking has doubled, their, their daily intake has doubled, and um, people are obviously, women are relying on alcohol to bring some sort of relief to the mm. pressure that they're feeling at the end of the day. And you see it all the time. I remember when I first started my blog years and years ago, there were two approaches to motherhood online. Mm. One was what I was trying to do, which was trying to bring a bit more of a philosophical, perhaps mindfulness awareness around how I cannot drown in this. Mm -hmm. And the other was wine o'clock. That was the solution for (laughs) for thousands and thousands and thousands of women online. It was, let's just get to wine o'clock. It was coffee in the morning, wine at night. That's it. And that is what we've said we have to do to get through. Yeah. It's, It's kind of become this false reward for people, Uh, you know, this carrot dangling at the end of the day that says, okay, just get to five o'clock or just get to six o'clock or get the kids in bed and then you can have a glass of wine or two glasses of wine or three. And that's fine, as I explained in the story, that's fine for, for a lot of people, but 
there is a, a, a growing number of people who are finding it more challenging and becoming dependent mm. upon that wine. So briefly, tell us what happened with you with mm. this. So I, um, I started drinking in my teenage years, as you know, a lot of kids did, and um, it really kind of struck a chord because it made me an, a, a different kind of person. It made me confident, funny, life of the party kind of girl, and I, I just really that really resonated with me. Um, binge drinking continued and sort of ramped up even more when I started my career in television, which was a, a very high uh, pressure industry. Industry, the constant deadlines. Um, I, w- I was a fairly shy girl in, in an industry which required you to be otherwise, really. And, um, you know, that constant pressure really um, just built and the anxiety built so that by the end of the day, I was coming home and, you know, drinking initially maybe a, a bottle, of, bottle of wine, a few glasses, a bottle of wine. And a few years later, it was, you know, multiple bottles. And um, then, of course... Uh, I was too afraid to go out because when I would go out, embarrassing incidents would, you know, happen. I got taken to hospital. I, you know, a lot of things carried out of the media awards in um, in Brisbane. Just things that, you know, when you're a 33-year-old girl, uh, it's not kind of, you know, you shouldn't really be the drunkest person in the room anymore. Mm. Um, and it was because I just developed this huge tolerance for alcohol and relied on alcohol it became my crutch to relieve the stress to relieve the anxieties of the day and try to make everything better it's also tied up in in everything we do as a society and a culture you know i was in the media for 15 years as well and every friday it's drinks every event it's Mm -hmm. celebrated with alcohol there's it's just it permeates into everything and so unless you have a really strong control over it yourself Mm. it is exceptionally hard to have strong boundaries around it yeah that's right and it's it's um i was reading a a quote the other day which is something like alcohol is the only drug where you have to tell people that you don't want it or something Mm. i don't know something along that's so true yeah yes and it's also why everybody knows when you're pregnant straight away and so quickly because as soon as you say no you're you're like (laughs) exactly yeah because we just don't say no no that's the thing or we're afraid to Mm. you know the most common question that people ask me when they write to me is what will happen to my friends Mm. if i stop drinking that's a pretty uh, you know for a couple of reasons that's a bit of a sad reality really um i didn't didn't lose my friends you know there were people who i probably associated with that i don't associate with now um because like attracts like you know when you're drinking big volumes of alcohol you usually hang out with people who do the same you hang out with the party people that are still drinking at 3am yeah that's right (laughs) um yeah so it's so how did you realize you needed to make some changes Mm. I think I got to the point where I was just like, oh, this is not fun anymore. This was, I'd wake up the next morning and just, there was a spiral of shame. Um, I was in debt. I was, you know, not making it to family events. It was, my life was falling apart. And my chief of staff at work sat me down and just said, you're not okay, are you? And when when I knew that work had kind of cottoned on to it, that, that was a big reality check for me because I thought I had everyone fooled, mm. but I didn't. Mm. So that began a long path of recovery. I went to AA, 
um, joined Hello Sunday Morning, for which I'm now mm. an ambassador, and um, psychiatrist, psychologist. Um, I exercise every day. It was a, a recalibration of my life, as it was, essentially. So that's a massive uh, journey to go through. So many layers of that, I'm sure. But for this podcast and this audience, we mm. talk a lot about No More Superwoman. It's the name of my next book that will be coming out next year. It's this idea that the old definitions of success and hard work and pushing through and having to be a superwoman mm. is not okay anymore, especially when we're trying to juggle young kids as well. Yes. So looking back at all of that now, at that pressure that was on you and what you think you were trying to hide from, numb, get through. Mm. What do you think were the lessons through all of that? I think that I I was um, I was very hard on myself, mm. very critical, a perfectionist. I was too afraid to ask other people for help because I thought, um, you know, they would find, you know, even in terms of work, I, I thought I'd be exposed as a fraud and, mm. you know. Um, I think just being a little bit kinder to ourselves. Um, I, I think just looking for the signs of, you know, if you're having if you're having a couple of drinks and you feel like you can't stop, maybe it's time to, to think about stopping for a couple of weeks and see how you react to that. Mm. Um, the pressures as well. I think I over-identified myself as a career woman and you know was working career Christmas days boxing day you know all of that sort of thing you what you do as a journal you just give yourself over um, and I didn't allow enough time for myself exercise fell by the wayside um, you know meditation which I do now and I find that very useful didn't do any of that so I was just giving mm. giving myself for, for years and years and years and extending myself when I was feeling anxious and trying to use al alcohol to to relieve those anxieties, but mm. it's not a fix. It's not. And uh, I think that growing up, you would have been the same as me. I, I believed that busyness was success. Mm. As you said, it was the 3.30 a.m. starts and yep. the working on Christmas Day and always being on call mm -hmm. was, that's how you make it. Yes. And now I know things have dramatically changed for you now. Mm. You're a mama of a little boy who's nearly two and you have another one on the way, very yes. early days, but your career has changed and you are now obviously in a much better, healthy place. Mm. How are you now feeling about that definition of success, yeah. of that drive and ambition to make a difference and tell the stories? Because this is what I have had to struggle with over the last few years. How can I still be a healthy person now that I'm not having that crazy pressure on myself, being there for my kids, being there for my partner, doing all that I want to do and not feeling this drive of, come on, I've got to do more, I've got to yes. do more, I've got to do more. So how, how are you with all of that now? I, I struggle with that still because I, I still identify, you know, I was a career woman, I was going to Hong Kong and then I was going to the US and I was not having any children because, you know, that'll just slow my career. That was me at, you know, age 22. When I did have Ollie, it changed my perspective a lot, completely. Um, gave me a lot of confidence. Um, it was like a little microchip of confidence was inserted mm. in my brain, which was really lovely. Um, but there is still that kind of drive in me that says, come on, okay, come on. You know, I'm doing some media training and then I think, well, 
okay, maybe I can have my own agency and maybe I can go um, national and then maybe we could do some, inter you know, like it's, there's still that ambition and that drive inside me. But I know that in my really busy week, so if I, I'm doing a lot of public speaking now, uh, keynote speaking to, you know, talk about sobriety and, and alcoholism. And um, I know in my really busy weeks when I've got no time and I haven't seen Ollie, I don't l like that, mm. you know, I really, I'm, there's no such thing as balance. I don't believe in balance, but I, I'm just really trying to find, you know, something that resembles that yes. at least. And I guess you recognize when it's not there anymore. Yes. And I think for me, I never took them seconds it would have taken to recognize I was out of balance. Yes. I, I didn't even hear my body screaming at me. Yeah. I didn't even recognize that my relationships were suffering. It was just all ambition. Whereas... Now we might not always get the balance right, but we recognise it and recorrect and correct it as quickly as we can. Yes. Do you think that's the difference? I, th I think so. And look, uh, as I was saying to you before, I'm, I'm reading, um, rereading, yes, yeah, Lean, Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg and Thrive by Ariana Huffington again. Both two very successful, wealthy, might I add, um, women who are both sprouting the same things about you need to take time out for your family and you need to you know, do this. And then my husband sort of disputes that and says, well, you can if you're married to a billionaire. Makes it a bit easier, which I guess it does. But I think there are elements of, of that um, which you can take. You know, the, what, are the, what is the definition of success? It's, it's money, it's power, um, but do we need to redefine that? Like, mm -hmm. do, is, it, is it having a happy family life and being at home and looking after your kids and doing a little bit of work here and there or doing, you know, it. it I think we just... <laughs> We're figuring it out, aren't we? <laughs> no, I don't have the answers. It's all kind of scrambled in my head. But, yeah, it is know? for me too. Mm. I remember hearing an interview with Oprah Winfrey and Ariana Huffington and they were talking about whether they thought they would have gotten to where they are now if they hadn't hustled and pushed so hard earlier. Because that's mm. the other thing I struggle with reading Cheryl and Ariana's books and all of those amazing women is that it's easy for you to say rest is important now. Yes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you've got the empire. You, you've got there. But yes. when you're building it and you're really at that core stage of trying to establish yourself, mm. There's a, an enormous amount of work required. Yes. And when this question was put to Oprah and Ariana Huffington, whether they think they would have still got there, they both actually said yes. Oh, that's interesting. If they'd had a better balance and prioritised different things earlier, they still think they would have got there and actually they would have got there easier and healthier. Okay. And I was like, I'm going to hang on to that. Yes. <laughs> That is going to be my new mantra. <laughs> I, would, I would like to understand how that works under a, you know, a male boss who is not necessarily so understanding, but yes. Yes. Yeah, it's an interesting sentiment. That's right. Mm. So let's hang on to that. <laughs> so let's talk a moment about motherhood then. What has motherhood taught you about yourself now and what changes has it brought in your life? Oh, that's a big question, isn't it? Mm. Um, it has taught me that life is too short at, at times. So, you know, when you're having a good day, everything's in perspective and you're, you know, feeling mentally positive and life's great. Um, on those days, I, I sort of think, well, life's too short. I'm just going to keep, you know, for a lot of my, the last few years, people have said to me, 
you've got to stop talking about alcohol. Like you just, you just need to do something. You need to move on and do something else and not let that define you. Mm. And I say, well, that's not actually defining me. It's I am speaking because I want to help people. If I feel like I can help people, then mm. why not? Mm. I think I care less about what others say now. It's, Is that what you meant with the confidence chip placed yes, in your brain? I think so. Mm. I've already, I've always been very hung up on what other people thought or, or what I f- think of myself or what I feel I should be doing. Um, or what I think I should be doing as opposed to going with what I feel mm. like I want to do. You know, I've ignored a lot of my instincts over the years, I think, um, and I'm more prepared and willing to listen to them now. Mm. Uh, it, it's funny seeing this little human copying things that you do and, you know, s- speech patterns and, mm. you know, I just think, oh, my God. Um, but it's the most wonderful, challenging thing. And so what tools do you bring to a stressful, overwhelming motherhood day now? For the women who are listening, and I know there'll be so many, who uh, this is kind of tugging at somewhere inside them that they do lean on alcohol, mm-hmm. or it might not even be that, but something you're, you know is not serving you anymore. What tools do you now lean on on those tough days when it really is, oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> this yes. is too much today? So yeah. What yeah. do you do? I, um, I meditate. I, have, I use the Calm app, mm-hmm. um, which is great. It's a 10-minute meditation. I do that. I try to do that before my little boy gets up in the morning. Mm. It's just 10 minutes. If I'm having a really stressful day, I will use it during the day. Um, I exercise. I make sure I exercise it's probably every day, really. Mm. Um, if I can, my, hundes, my husband understands how important that is to my head um, and to his head as well. Probably. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we always try to work it, whether mm. it's before he goes to work or after he comes home, so that I can go to the gym. Um, and and when I stopped drinking, I used to come home from work, and I uh, didn't have children at this time, and um, go for a walk or go for a run listen to a podcast or listen mm. to some music and that was a good replacement therapy mm. for for the alcohol for me that's it it's tools that you can lean on on yes. those really tough days isn't yeah, it for sure yeah. or talking to a friend psychologist mm. therapy it's the mm. best <laughs> been doing it for a long time now and um, i just think it's it's great it's i like people who are self aware and and learn about themselves and a, you know it's a, it's a really attractive kind of thing about a human I agree. Mm. I always say I think everybody on the planet should have a therapist or a coach or someone they can speak to. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you have someone that you are totally permitted to talk about yourself and work out your neuroses and figure out your way through it on a regular basis? No, I totally agree. And I just want to say I really hope you don't stop talking about this. I think it's... I think it's so inspiring. We do not have enough voices of women who have gone through what you've been through. And especially now that you're a mother as well now, I think that we are facing a generation of really burnt out and overwhelmed women who um, don't know the right tools to get them through those really tough days. Mm. So I'm really grateful that you're talking about this. Oh, good. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here. No, thank you for coming in too on this very rainy Sydney day. Mamas, it was <laughs> intense getting here. but And I will share in the show notes not only information about Talitha, of course, but also the Hello Sunday Morning, which I um, interviewed the founder of that many years ago. It's oh, Chris a, Rain. Yeah, it's He's an amazing... Writer. 
It is. Program. It's just a chance, basically, in short. It's like my online AA, I call it. You can take three, six or nine months off drinking and you basically join this online community and talk about it and support each other. Wow. Um, and it doesn't have to be forever. You know, you can drink again. It's fine. Um, and that's the best thing about it. It just gives you a chance to step back and reassess the role that alcohol plays. In and life. you've got the support around you. Yeah. And I love the idea that, um, you know, you can say hello to Sunday morning instead yes. of being so hungover that you don't exactly. want to wake up to it. It's a beautiful idea. Amazing yeah. work. Thank you for coming in. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening, beautiful mummers. I absolutely loved this interview with Talitha. This topic is so important. And whether it's alcohol or something else in your life that is out of balance, please know that there is a way to feel so much more connected and calm and graceful in this time of your life. The tools that Talitha spoke about in this podcast, like meditation, exercise and therapy, are so important for all of us to have in our lives right now. Please go to the website happymama.com.au and read through the notes on this podcast episode to find the details about Hello Sunday Morning and Talitha's work. And know that we are meant to have balance and happiness and health in this time of our lives. Thank you for sharing this journey with me. Until next time. Satnam. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.